Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 59 of That Scale RC Show. This is Jay and I am here with Adam. Travis was not able to join us this evening because he's doing some work stuff for us. So it's just the two OGs back again. What's and we have nothing to talk about, so we'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <coughs> no, might as well dig right into that. I, I should have looked up how to say it. Sen or C-E-N um, release. That thing's pretty rad. Unfortunately, I'm not finding anything on their website about it, so I was hoping to get a couple more details. But if you guys haven't checked it out, it's C-E-N Racing, and it's a... Is it F three fifty or four fifty? F four fifty. Four fifty, yeah, dually, and it's got a seventeen inch plus wheelbase, so it looks like we are getting kind of the ideal, you know, like scale proportionate tow rig that everybody's been kind of wanting all this time. So that's pretty rad. Yeah, no, and it looks really cool. I mean, like it comes with like super scale uh, tires. The wheels are licensed uh, American Forces. The body looks super scale. I mean, like it's a nice scale tow rig, and uh, I've seen the price somewhere around three fifty, I believe. Yeah, which is crazy. Like that's the smoking good deal. I don't know why I couldn't find anything on their website. I I had seen it on Facebook, so um, I'm gonna type in CNF four fifty and see if I can at least get some pictures. Yeah, here we go. So, looks like it's got mirrors, uh, wipers. I think the grill's just a sticker. I don't know if it's got, like, light buckets behind it or not. I don't think so, judging by how it looks. But, I mean, you can almost guarantee there'll be a ton of 3D printing guys that are making, you know, light buckets and stuff like that for this thing. But yeah, I mean, the fact that it's got mirrors and stuff, um, some of you will be super pumped at the fact that they're tow mirrors and they're extended. So there's going to be a lot of dudes all super horny over that. Well, they'd be super horny if it was a Dodge and they had the mirrors flipped up. Oh, God, I know it. I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody 3D print a set of Dodge tow mirrors yet. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. That person. They could be just super famous if they were the first ones. It looks like the, it appears that it has just stickers for windows. It's kind of hard to tell. Like, I am kind of bummed about that. It, I, I mean, I know it's cheaper to manufacture and stuff, but it it would be kind of cool if people would stop putting window stickers on and just do clear windows instead, or clear with you know decals over it like what axial does and stuff yeah i agree but that's okay no thing looks super good though it's i you know what's kind of another like really scale looking thing i mean not so much on this because like it in real life it'd be a leaf sprung rig in the rear but they actually have the links pretty far apart you know like if you look on like a real jeep and stuff the suspension links are actually you know where the skid is on an rc car it's actually way further apart and the links are a lot shorter than uh what you see on rc cars versus real life and this thing actually has them spread pretty far out so i mean aside from the rear the front actually looks 
pretty scale as far as suspension goes. Yeah, like I said, it's for what it is, for what you're getting, uh, that whole package, I mean, like, 350 you can't go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you're kind of on the fence about getting the thing, I mean, why wouldn't you for that price? And it looks like the frame is super, super adjustable for wheelbase, but they have it set up, it appears, to where you can adjust the wheelbase without changing your links because of the spacing on them like I was talking about earlier. So that's pretty cool. That's that's interesting. I mean, it probably wouldn't be super practical in the crawler world just because it's not going to articulate very much. I mean, not that you need a lot of articulation anyways, but still, I mean, I don't know. That's that's pretty cool. It We may have to uh, get one of these and check it out for the price. It's kind of hard to not want to exactly so i mean i've seen a ton of people on facebook already talking about getting him i think bc who you know if you don't know bc race he's got like at least one of every kind of car platform there is and he said yep i'm calling it right now i'm getting me a blue one the thing's sick dude i didn't realize there's another version that's gray and red yep i that's kind of calling my name. <laughs> that thing's <laughs> that thing's pretty cool, dude. Is hey, who is BC Race? Is that his real name? No, his real name is Andre. Huh. Everybody... But he goes by BC Race. He's a uh, and uh he's a he's a big black dude. He goes by the name Big Country. Oh, okay. That explains the BC. Yep. It, everybody knows him, and I'm sitting here going, man, like, is this one of those dudes that I've met and I just don't remember? Or Sweet. It's very possible. He was a, he's was he been at Axial Fest. Like, like, even the years you were there, he was there. Okay, I'm sure I've probably met him then. I kind of, dude, I started feeling, like, kind of all nostalgic about Axial Fest this year. Oh, yeah? I, yeah, I think it's a lot of it, too, is, like, I wasn't able to kind of get my, like, big event fix that we usually get it like diehard, you know, like doing different things there. And so, you know, with the whole Corona BS and everything, just we haven't been. And so, uh, yeah, I was just getting kind of bummed out, like missing Axial Fest really bad. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No, I get it. And I was the same way. Like, I mean, it's kind of like this, this year's kind of been just like, ugh, as far as like, you know, any events because it's like there really hasn't been any i mean and every time like you get the hope that something's gonna happen it falls through or something happens i mean like everybody thought uh by the fire was gonna happen and then all of a sudden they find out that they're no longer having like the the place is not allowing people to go there or they're closed or whatever and it's like i think they finally settled on like changing it and having it be kind of limited use and stuff and it's i i think they're making it work to where it's going to remain open but i think as far as like by the fire and stuff goes i don't think that uh i don't know i'm not sure if that's happening it's it's still on proline's website though as far as like purchasing tickets and stuff so i mean i don't know i mean you and i both heard like all kinds of different you know rumors and theories about what's going on there so who actually knows exactly but yeah, no, it's just makes me sad. Like I, I, 
actually kind of like miss the drive there like when you start getting close and you get excited and the trees just all start getting bigger and bigger and you know like you know you're getting near the spot and everything and then i don't know just waking up every day at like the most fun thing ever so tell me about it that's why i'm like that is why i'm excited for crawling out of covid because i mean i'm i'm gonna be there so i'm excited it's gonna be like the first real unofficial official event this year so yeah we'll try and make it down we're since nothing's been going on and like we've kind of had to like coordinate weekends and stuff but um Travis and I, since there hasn't been really any events going on or anything, we're actually hitting the road Friday night and going down to a new spot we've never been at before and camping there. It's it's all like dry camping and stuff, so it's primitive campground, so that'll be pretty darn cool, so I'm pretty excited about that. We're going to do a lot of video footage and try and do like some live feed stuff and everything for the podcast and things like that, just to kind of give people something to look at you know since things are kind of slow on the rc front it's so weird though like no events but just one after another like the best year ever for scale art well probably for rc in general you know just like tons of new releases. releases yeah i mean like just more and more cool stuff you know every single month but just no events so i think people be losing their minds if it hasn't you know if it hadn't have been such a like new product rich summer well the thing i think that's going on is like i think like regardless to what was going on they had plans i mean like we've talked to enough of the big guys in the industry you know from element and axial that basically tell you that you know a lot of these ideas and stuff that they have planned and what they're working on start a year or two in advance so you know they're already getting down to the end of it so it's like everything's ready to be released so they can't really you know, help if something, if the country shuts down because they already got everything all ready to go because they've been working on it for two years. So it's not like they said, hey, the country's shutting down, let's throw out a new car. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just, there's, I don't know. It just seems like it's been a busier year as far as like new stuff coming out than typical though, don't you think? Or does it seem about the same to you? Oh no, it's definitely, we've seen a lot of new stuff. And I think the reason why it's like really blowing everyone's minds is because it's like innovative for what's going on in the RC world. Like yeah. we're not seeing like the same old stuff because like, I mean, it's no secret or, you know, and it's not, it's not like bad mouthing or anything like, you know, there was a point when Axial had come out with, you know, three or four new cars and they'd say they're new cars, but all they really are was a new body. It was the same platform. It was just a new body. Right. Whereas like, you know, this release, it's all new. There's yeah. nothing like, you know, there's nothing transferring from the old, um, you know, platform to this one. It's right. all new. So it's kind of cool because you, so everyone's, you know, kind of getting that awe factor. Yeah, exactly. They're like, you know, I mean, except for they all freak out, oh, another Jeep body. But other than that, it's like, yeah, it's all, you know. Have you seen a bunch of comments about, like, the JL and the JT, you know, like the another Jeep? comment like honestly honestly i haven't been on like facebook long enough to kind of like scroll through all that stuff because what's funny is like i've always noticed that like it's like i don't know if it's a if it's like a fad or something but they like some people like they want to be that person who creates the new page and it's like funny once actually releases the um 
the uh, JT or the uh, Gladiator, they uh, somebody starts a new Axial Gladiator fan page, and yeah. it's like they want to be like the first one to start it, and it's hilarious. But like, I haven't seen if that pops up because I typically usually find myself added to those just because you know they add you to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I. I don't know. I just the brief amount that I've been scrolling through and stuff, I haven't really seen anything negative about the two new Jeeps. So I thought that was pretty cool. Maybe people yeah. have finally decided to be nice about it and be happy to have anything at all. I'm really glad, like, I, well, I shouldn't say this because it, it's not great, but I mean, like, the racing side of the industry has been hit pretty hard, and there's definitely some things that Travis and I had planned that we were going to dive into, and it would have kind of required a, you know, sizable commitment and money and stuff to do, and with racing being canceled, since that stuff was all race-specific, I'm so happy that we didn't follow through with it, so, I mean, there's there's still been a couple big races here and there when you know like when they're able to get away with it and find a location that's cool with it and stuff but i mean still it's you know it, it has not been a good year for rc racing at all but everything else seems to do good doesn't seem to stop any of the drag racing guys that's for sure they're still having massive get-togethers yeah not at all sorry i had to oh, there's like that I was getting attacked by a giant like pterodactyl. I didn't know what the hell it was, so I had to, I had to mute my microphone and 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 kill something. Gotcha. <laughs> so, anyways, um, no, no, yeah, the the are the drag racing guys are still seem to be doing their thing, and and like if you actually watch when they post up anything, they're still being like responsible about it. You know, they're still wearing their masks. They're still kind of like you're somewhat social distance because you're not standing on top of each other drag racing. You know, one guy's on one side, one's on the other. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but they're still being responsible about it. It's not like, you know, it's not like some rave and they're all linking arms and like, you know, dancing yeah, on top yeah. of each other. So not even at a diehard, like they've got lines on the ground and stuff that are spaced six feet out. So like when you're waiting in line to go, you're, you know, where you should be and everything, and they require masks and stuff. So they're being really, really good about it. Yeah, that's good. I want to go tomorrow night. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make it or not. It's just been such a busy week. Busy last like two weeks, actually. Been kind of wild. Let's see if... Check out questions on my phone. See if See if that'll work here. Uh... Here we go. Okay, go to all comments. Okay, so speaking of which, Chris Trudeau, I've seen the new Gladiator up close on this weekend's crawl. Not going to lie, it's pretty spot on. Adam should be giddy about it. <laughs> giddy? Giddy. I mean, I wouldn't use the word giddy, but, you know, I am pretty, you know, like, happy that it's going to, you know, it's pretty cool. Like, I don't know. I, I think the, there's probably more people stoked on it than not. So, um, Tanner just had a comment. Wish we had sandpaper rocks here. Looks like it's working good. I was regarding the video I posted. Uh, Brandon Caton actually really, uh, 
good question that hasn't been asked before. So said, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. I was going to say, dude, you better get some water before you die on us. Oh, it, it's all the smoke in the air and stuff. It's messing with my sinuses. And so I got like kind of some, I'm stuffed up a little bit. <sighs> there, drink something that'll help. So Brandon said, pre-cut bodies, question mark. Should they be the new standard? I, I think so. I'd pay the extra. Um, why don't you answer that? So I think we'll have the same answer probably. Okay. I mean, basically like the cutout bodies, like I would, if it was a laser cutout body, I would pay more just because it comes out. Like it really does. It comes out perfect. And it's, it's like one less step you have to do. And even like, especially with like the JL body, and I'm sure it's the same thing with the JT body. The grills all pre like cut out, so every little individual slit in between the bars, so that way when you put the scale uh, radiator behind it, it all looks like super scale. Um, you're getting a much crisper line instead of like you trying to cut it out yourself, and it might look jagged, or you screw up and you break one, or you know, like I just think it's kind of cool that they're you know that it's it becomes that like perfect and precise right which i yeah i agree the only thing that bums me out is um body post holes like having the holes there kind of sucks when you're trying to make something fit on something it didn't originally come on but i get it like that's one of the hardest parts of trying to do a new body is like getting the thing perfectly lined up before you make your body post holes if, yeah, if no, you're I like me, that. like I, a lot of people, like I, I get a lot of comments, like how come we run body clips on stuff? And it's for me, it makes sense. Cause they're just a little more secure, um, with the height of the transmission and the element and other brands kind of steering away from the taller three gear transmission and going with like the you know low profile ones like what you see in the scx 10 2 kit the scx 10 3 and then like the vanquish vs 410 pro and ultra um some of the interiors and bodies that are being made by like proline and other companies are kind of specific to that new layout and so with element with it having the old three gear style um, fitting the trans with an interior has been kind of tricky, but, uh, for what we do with trying to, you know, put interiors and in everything that we build and, you know, try and make them as scale as we can get, you know, and still be practical. Um, Velcro just doesn't seem to hold good enough. Like I've tried, I, I won't even try magnets just because if I can't make Velcro work, I probably wouldn't be able to get magnets work, but it's just sometimes, you know, you kind of got to sandwich the body down and it's a tight fit. And so for that reason, we just stick with the posts cause it's more secure is, I mean, if we were trailing or something, didn't have to worry about it rolling over or falling, you know, a couple foot drop or something, you know, I probably would try and go the Velcro or magnet route, but it gets old having your body pop off or get crooked and stuff every single time. So I just deal with the body posts. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, I, with the new inverted is what I've been calling them or the hidden body post from axial. It doesn't bother me because it actually holds the body on really well. Like you said, and it's more like a, it's like a sure hold. It's not like, yeah, I mean, I got Velcro on fool's gold, the black and gold JK and it, it holds up pretty well. Once it starts getting wet, it's, like a different story. Yeah. Um, 
Magnets work really well, but I found the problem with magnets is they can still kind of shift, so your body can kind of slide back and forth. Um, the best is if you're running the um, magnets, if you actually have something that kind of like holds the body in place, like when you do the magnets, like if you have like a cup for it and it lines up in a cup or something or some sort of like retainer, it makes it a lot easier to keep the body from shifting side to side. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, the, I think the first time I saw those hidden body posts was on the UMG-10. I was like, man, this is pretty cool. I hope they end up doing this on everything. And it seems like the majority of the stuff they've been releasing has been that way. So, and, and they were easy to get to and stuff, too, so it wasn't hard. I mean, like, even the Capra, they did the, you know, kind of inverted style, like what you're talking about, so they aren't super visible, and I thought that looked great. Yeah, no, it looks good, and like you know, it's still something that, like I've been said, it's super strong. So um, it doesn't bother me. I know there's some people who are like, oh, it's a pain in the ass, and yeah, with the JL, it takes a little bit longer for you to, you know, kind of like get everything set up or whatever. Like if oh, you need to do a battery change, you know, you, or take the body off, put it back on, you're still kind of like messing with it. It's not like a super simple like oh, you take it off, put it back on. You got to make sure everything lines up. But I mean. The end result is a little more worth it, in my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is the jail, is it hinged in the back, or is it like kind no. of have something it captures, or is it clips? Body. It's just body posts. The body posts go into two round holes right in front of the rear bumper, and you put oh. the pins in from the bottom. Okay. And then the front's probably just kind of the same way. It's like a piece of the, the grill ex- or something. Yep. The same thing. There's uh, holes right behind the front bumper. It drops down into there. You just put body pins in, and you're done. I always thought that that would be a really cool like kit from ProLine or somebody if they had an injection molded like hidden body post kit to where it'll either screw on or you can shoe goo it on or something like that. Like I always thought that'd be kind of a neat product, but it'd be you know kind of tricky though trying to get it to be something that's universal fit and it's going to work on everything. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that. Um, I'm surprised even somebody who's um who makes like solid 3D printed stuff like even like Night Customs like they didn't come out with something like some sort of universal uh, hidden body post kit like with a hinge and, a, and the front like locks into place even if it was like a single um, post in the front you know you have like a hinge in the back to keep it where it needs to be the front goes in and you just put a pin in it and be done yeah he did that with the honcho <clears throat> excuse me the honcho he had a little hinge set up for the honcho and i kind of thought that might have been like a direction he was going to start going with some stuff but i guess not which i mean yeah it, i guess that's it, it sounds like a pretty hard thing to do i mean at the end of the day to make something work on everything but true i mean there's only because like every car is different i mean um you know, some cars have more room in the back, some don't. Uh, I remember everyone did everything with the honcho because it was super simple. It just happened to line up. So, I mean, you could use almost anything. I mean, there was people making their own out of, uh, I call it the cable tie-downs, you know, the little plastic things. they just wrap that around the bar, and they'd attach that to, or they put a bar between the, um, the frame rails, and then they'd through-bolt that other end to the... Uh, body of the bed like the bottom of it under the spare tire and it would just hinge back and forth and then I think even like you said night custom I want to say even like I think it was like Harley or somebody came out with a nut with the same kind of version it was like a 3d printed thing that you could download I could be wrong it could have been somebody else I just remember somebody offered a 3d printed thing 
which is a really good idea. So, but I mean, that was a, like I said, the the honcho was super simple to work with. I was like, that was one of like the most very very or easily modifiable rigs that you could like do whatever with. Yeah, that definitely. I've just always liked that style too. Like I'm always gonna have a soft spot for the OG honcho and deadbolt and stuff for whatever reason. Like I think it's because that's what was popular when I very first got into it, you know. And so there's just a lot of like cool nostalgic feelings associated with that. Oh yeah, and there's still like in honestly like to this day like it's still like a very cool setup you could do. I mean, it's and it, that's the kind of cool thing too is like. I'm sure there's some people, even like maybe even some of our listeners, that like they hold on to that old body and they go, you know, I'm gonna wait till this thing's like not as like popular, and I'm gonna bust out some cool build with it, and then it kind of mm. creates a whole like buzz again, like, oh yeah, that was cool, let's do this, and you know, because yep. I mean that's kind of how the whole uh, fool's gold started with um, my black and gold JK. I found a axial, what they called the 2011. Uh, JK body, which that is what that is, and um, it was a full, complete, like in brand new, never been touched, and it was sitting at a, it, I think it was sitting at Fast Track Hobbies in uh, Rockland, and I was like, you know, I said I want to do something with this because this is like the cool OG mm-hmm. like body, and there's still plenty of parts you could find. I remember Brandon Catton got a hold of me and said, hey, I got a set of the RC four wheel drive aluminum fenders if you want them for that, and I said. Yeah, I'll buy them off of you. So, I mean, like, you were still able to find cool hop-up parts for that body. Yeah. So. Yeah, in, in fact, a funny thing, too, that we're on this subject, because the other day, um, one of my customers made a comment about the ProLine Ram Charger. And uh, he's like, yeah, I got it new sitting in the package and stuff. And so I was like, hey, you might want to hang on to that, because they just discontinued it. So that thing's going to be you know, something special to have at some point. So he was bummed out, but at the same time, he was like, oh, cool, I got something rad to hang on to that's not going to be around much longer. Well, that's like actually, you want to know something that I got uh, in my arsenal that um, is pretty cool and you can't find anymore? Hmm. I got a new in-package, I don't even think I've ever even opened the package, uh, Proline Bronco... I was panel just going to say something about that. <laughs> for the Wraith. Yeah. That thing was rad. That was cool. And then, so, do you remember, like, way back, Proline had a Bronco? Um, Ty's dad, Jim, has one. Yeah. It came, it came with a cage and stuff. Like, yep. Dude, they, they, actually had, they actually had the Heavy 3. They had a Chevy, a Dodge, and a Ford. The Dodge was short-lived and the Chevy was a little shorter like was like the next second shortest then the Ford lasted the longest for some reason huh so all th- but they so but they had a I'm confused so this this was a proline body yeah proline really? had a CGR Chevy yeah they had a Chevy Dodge and I'm almost positive they had a Dodge. I know for sure they had a Chevy, but it was short. It wasn't as long lived as the Bronco for some reason. What was the Chevy? A Blazer or something? Or like where? Because mm-hmm. I don't know what the CG CCG whatever it was you said. I don't even know what that is. Like they, this is way before my time. They, they called that because it was the. It was just that. That was just like a. It was. It stood for something about cage something. Oh. 
It was just it was just their cage version. The, all the bo- like all the cages were the same. It was just it was either a Bronco, a Blazer, or a Charger. If I'm a Ram Charger, if right. I'm not mistaken. That's pretty cool. And but that was like OG. I remember when that that came out a long time ago. I think I. Oh man, I like I said, I wanted to I remember when it came out because that was when Proline first came out with they started coming out with all the accessories that they had because I remember that they would install the rack on top of the cage and it had all their stuff in it like their air compressor and like, you know, all that kind of stuff because they had just come out with those accessory kits. No kidding. So I'm almost positive. I mean, we'd have to you know who we'd have to actually get on here one time and talk about all that is Paul. Yeah. He could give us a pretty cool history lesson. Because yeah, they came out with that just like like I said, they had the Proline because um, they had the Proline Jeep panels for the Wraith, and they have the Proline Bronco panels for the Wraith. And like I said, um, Michelle's dad, I built him his Wraith, and I had a set of those panels, and I did it. And then I found those panels again on Amazon, so I swooped on them and I threw them in the and I threw them in my Tupperware box that has all my you know, bodies and stuff in it. And I said, dude, I, and he still, to this day, he go, he started wigging out because somebody said it in an event not too long ago, you know, they don't make that body anymore. And he kind of freaked out. He's like, so what do I do if I break this thing? And I said, <laughs> I, he said, you can't get him. And I said, oh, just don't ruin it. And then, I mean, like, I've told him that I have another body panel set for it. And he said, well, you got another panel set, right? And I said, yeah, but I said, I'm not just going to cough it up like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they so, had a they had a Jeep Rubicon too for the Wraith for a while. Yep. Yeah, I just like like I don't know, maybe I'm weird like that. Like I actually had this conversation with Matt Hawk the other night. Like we were talking about like collecting certain things and I don't know why I have a weird like obsession with collecting certain things in the RC industry that like you're like, "Whoa, that's like like I call it collector's items, so it's like I hold on to them or I if I see it, I'll buy it." I I don't know. I do that with some of them. Like, and I don't know. I What I should do whenever I find a cool body is just buy two and have one to use and then one to just leave in the package. And that there's a couple that I really wish I would have done that with. Like, one of them is the, um, they called it uh, Ambush. It was like a Recon G6 styled scout body you know like it was yep. kind of the long yeah they discontinued that thing and that one was super scale too with like an interior and it had a dash and stuff and i've got one of them that i had used on a build and i just love the thing and i'm just kicking myself now because it's discontinued and i can't make it fit another body because i had already cut it up pretty specific to it yeah i have the other thing i have that i've never finished putting together just because it's, it was kind of a pain in the butt. Is I have one of those. Uh, what was, who made it? It's a. Um, it's the blazer body f- or the blazer panels for the wraith. I forget who made it. Oh, I sent you a picture of that one day. Because I thought it was something new, and you were like, "No, it's been discontinued for a while." Or yeah, or you said like, "Too bad they don't make it anymore," or something like that. Yeah, yeah it no, was that red one that I showed you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn, that thing was cool looking. Yeah, I have that body. I just 
don't you know I just haven't finished because the problem is you have to glue it all together and or parts of it together and there's no real clean way of course like it looks sick when like they have it in all those pictures but it never comes out that way when you're trying to do it right yeah <laughs> so I see the the Chevy one now I did a image search because I really wanted to see what we're talking about here and yeah it's sick it looks like a blazer with the top off and then there's the Bronco one that I've seen before but those were the only ones I hadn't seen any of. So maybe others. I was wrong. Maybe there wasn't a Dodge, but I thought for I a think while. It's a scout, dude. Like it looks like maybe, a scout, because that's maybe that's what it was. That's what I'm looking at right now, but I can't find a good picture of it. This one's like I can't tell if it's something the guy did or if he bought it. Like I was hoping to find like an actual like Proline picture. Yeah. Proline ambush CGR body. Oh, so it wasn't the Dodge. It was a Scout, and they called it an ambush back then too. That's okay. So then that's what it was. Yeah, there's hardly any pictures of it though. I told you it was super short lived. Yeah, dude, the cage that came on those is badass. Like the spare tire laid almost flat. Like just freaking cool stuff like that. Like they, I mean, I get that molds wear out you know after a while and they you know things get loose and the tolerances aren't there but man like once you pay for the mold and stuff like that you would think that i mean even like every five years do a short run of something just for you know the collector guys out there because this thing looks incredible oh okay here's another picture of the ambush man i would have given anything to have gotten that body they look cool. They look like just a straight up like wheeler. Like it's not overdone or anything, you know, like, yep. you know, some of the cages people, you know, like they kind of get carried away with some of the tubes and stuff that they do. But this thing looks super, super good. This is so old that all the pictures are of it on AX10. Yeah. Like this must've been, let's see, this is, this was posted November nineteenth, two thousand eight, was when they posted the release the release pictures of this on this site. Yeah, like, like that's the one thing I was kind of an idiot with. Um, so I had the Bronco CGR, and that was the first build I ever did for Michelle. And I painted it gunmetal gray, and uh, I had what did I have on it? I think I just had that black axial eight hole shooter beadlocks with matching gray BPC beadlock wheels or rings and then i had i think irox on it i mean the thing was pretty cool and i and i had the spare in there and all that stuff like it was a pretty cool looking rig and then i ended up selling because she she wanted a originally she wanted a, a wraith so i said all right well i'm gonna i sold that to um i sold that to my buddy and he i just i didn't sell him the whole rig i just sold him basically the chassis because he used the mighty fj uh, or Mighty FC um, on his, so I still have the body, and my buddy that I work with right now, um, his sons, well, and even him, they're big time Ford um, guys. So they were talking about if I had any extra Ford bodies laying around. I said, this is the the only Ford body I have. It was on Michelle's. It was already painted. You're more than welcome to have it if you want. I was probably a dumbass. I probably should have held on to it. And I was <laughs> like, you can have it if you want it. I said, you know, and they were like, oh, okay, and I think they ran it for a little bit, and then I don't know what they did with it. They might even still have it. I'm not 100% sure. So check this, so out. Check this I just out. I just found. found. Oh, weird. We got a oh, crazy echo now. Huh. 
Oh, now it's gone. Um, no, I just found on Amazon two of the CGR cages. They're one hundred sixteen fifty seven. Huh. Which is a lot, but at the same time, given its status being discontinued. Huh. Interesting. Man, these were really cool. Like the, some of the SCXs when the early ones came out, you know, like guys are doing them up with these CGR bodies on them. It looks really nice. Not so much on the AX10, but on the old school SCX, it looks good. Too cool. Learn something new every day. What I really should do is I should find some of my old magazines and start taking some of the pictures. Like the stuff that really got me into scale was what I saw them do with the in those magazines, those old RC act or RC or was it RC Racer or Racer X or whatever it was. Like they used to have just like a scale section, or they even came out with just a scale. Um, or I mean, back then they just called it a crawler. They just come out with a crawler edition, and they would just talk about. You know, I remember that, I yeah. And they would just talk about whatever. And dude, there were some badass ones of people making these power wagons before the power wagon ever came out. I mean, like, yeah. That that was always a cool issue. I remember when I first got into scale stuff, they were doing like an annual crawler issue, like what you're talking about. And man, I would just sit there and look at that, and it seemed like it always had that year's Axial Fest included in it and stuff. And it just... I remember seeing that and just it generated a lot of excitement for this hobby. It's like, dude, I can't wait to do this. I bought a Wraith. That was my first one. I should have got a SCX-10 because I bought a Wraith and then spent all this time and money trying to scale it out and basically make it as close to an SCX as I could. And I should have just gotten an SCX right from the start. Yeah. But live and learn. Yeah, there's really nothing in the new section of A-Main right now either. Nothing that we haven't already discussed. Some more Kyosho Minizies, but damn, those are expensive. So this is more a comment than anything, but the other day I saw a guy who had like a tow rig and a boat and stuff behind it. And it was one of the, I don't know. I don't pay attention to RC boats, but it was a new Traxxas one. And dude, like they're actually like making the boats a lot more scale now. Like it was kind of a cigarette boat style and uh, it had like interior and steering wheel and stuff. I mean, like they really starting to scale up the boats now too. It looked really good. Yeah, I know. A lot of the stuff that's come out now, like, the attention to detail is starting to get crazy across the board. And I was really hoping that... I know I keep saying this, but I was really hoping that the drag racing thing would stay a little more scale for a while, but that was wishful thinking. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, not really yeah, anything not new on A main. That's, that's weird. That's weird. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really new that's coming out. I mean, I, I, I think we've kind of like pretty much covered all the new releases. Like, it's kind of like weird. We've been going through those like weeks where like one thing comes out and it's like the totally talk of the town for like four days, and then like some weeks there's just like crickets, and you're like, all right. I know. <laughs> that makes it kind of makes tough. Oh, here's another question. Have you guys ever made your own axle slash wheel weights like BBs or soldering wire, cheap alternatives cheap to adding brass? Um, yes. Yeah. I, for me, it was stick on weights on the inner beadlock ring. That was really all I ever made. I don't really buy a bunch of brass. I said that earlier today to somebody um, just because, like, it seems like everybody's getting, like, brass knuckles and just everything, you know, going brass crazy. And on all of the rigs that I have built recently, every single one of them just has beef patties, and that's it. There's no other added weight besides beef patties. Yeah. Um, basically, like... I've done everything from like if you actually look I think it's on my what I call the cheater rig if you look at that so we used um, when I say we that's because Elio kind of was the pioneer for all this because he's Mr. like cheap alternatives not spend a ton of money something that like the average Joe can go do um, the OG axial axles you used to be able to get like for the lockouts and stuff you could probably do it on your um, like on the element and stuff um, and it's a, you get the, uh, I call them, they're like drill stops. You know, you put them on your drill bits and you adjust them. So like when you're drilling through something, you don't drop, um, you don't drop too or drill too far. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Those little so you can get, yeah, you can get the little adjustable collars. So you get those, you used to be able to slide those onto the axle tubes, um, like in the rear and that would give you some weight. And then. Um, if you actually had deep enough, um, like running SLW hubs, you could actually attach them on there too up front and that would create weight. Oh, no kidding. And then the other stuff was, I remember back in the day, um, this was, I mean, everybody had their own term for it, but I mean, there was beef tubes. There was like, um, I think... BPC called them pork tubes because they didn't want to copy, but they're like the same thing. Like they had, but theirs were they had a set of aluminum and stainless steel or just steel, um, just to give it some extra weight. Uh, what else have we used? I mean, other than the stick-on weights, um, I know Elio ran, um, which I've never done, but this is another option you can do. He used to get, uh, I forget what washer it was, and he used to get a washer where the center fit around. Uh, or cleared the, um, the SLW, and he would just shave the outside enough, just enough to where it would just want to set inside, and he'd put a little bit of, of glue or shugu, and he'd, he'd glue them inside the, um, the, uh, inside the wheels, and they'd also kind of look like um, disc brakes from a distance, and that created weight. Um, I can't believe I've never seen somebody do that. That's a super good idea. Yeah, I forget what washers they are. I, I, he he knows all that, all those sizes. But yeah, wow. and it just takes a little, it just takes a little time. You just take like a flap wheel, and you just keep smoothing it out and and shortening the outer diameter till it falls inside the wheel. Um, 
We've also what else, uh, the other ones I've done is like I used to run. I mean, they weren't they weren't homemade, but uh, like when BPC used to make all, all the beadlock rings, you could get them out of the steel, and that would create weight. And we just bolt those on and replace the aluminum ones that came on the two or the like axial beadlocks. Yeah, I've seen guys do that, and then uh, I've seen guys make their own out of big washers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But they're doing like three six, you know, like three sixteenths inch thick steel. Like these were big, hefty beadlock rings, but they worked really good. They didn't look super great, but they worked well. We had another. Let's see. Oh, uh, another kind of comment, I guess, uh, from Andre Campos. Is it me or Proline tires getting cheaper everywhere? Only a few bucks still, but $30 for Predator Crawler TAs. Yeah, that's that's really not bad. I mean, plus they come with foams. There's brands out there that you'll pay, you know, north of 35 40 bucks for that don't have foams. True. I think we've answered almost everything oh chris trudeau what gravity defying tires are you using a couple shows back you talked about change it up and trying small tires the majority of our sunday group also or excuse me sunday group all ran small tires and man what a fun day um no i'm still so right now the smallest tires i have on anything are i think 4.35 i have Two trucks with the BFG all terrains on it. Um, our Bronco had 4.19 KM3s, and I gave that to Travis. But no, the tires that I were using in the video, I don't know if that's what he's referring to, was uh, Predator Compound up front and then G8 in the rear. Um, everything else I have, though, has just been running G8 Compound. I think I have crawlers on almost on all my serious rigs right now, I have crawlers just because I really, really like that tread pattern. That tire works super good here, and I like how they look. So, yeah, nothing nothing secret or special or top secret or anything like that. Just good old pro lines, man. Yeah, pretty much the same here. I don't use anything special. When I talked about the small tire, I do have a build um, that's like a long, ongoing um build just like you know it's one of those like really slow slow builds so um and that's actually a tiny tire build so i don't know if you've talked if you've told me about that one have you um i thought i have so basically it's um it's just a i'm gonna do the rc four-wheel drive leaf sprung conversion to the um to one of my uh, axial rigs that I have, or I have the parts um, that was actually pretty much a lot of the parts were gifted to me from one of our listeners. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm actually drawing a. Well, I'm trying to multitask. I'm setting up my new phone as we're doing this <laughs> and it's finally working. So, um, God, drawing a blank now. I feel so bad too. Yeah, geez, a guy gave you enough to build a car, and man, some friend you are. Oh, don't worry. I have it in here. (laughs) 
I'm scrolling through my Facebook messages. But I am. I'm so I'm horrible. I should I should actually know this without having to like scroll through anything. Oh, you know what? While you're doing that, um, tr the truck that I just built for Travis, the power wagon, we dro uh -huh. drove that for the first time uh, yesterday when we were filming. Oh my goodness, dude! Like that thing is so planted and predictable. Like it just even with the smaller tires because proline grunts on it because i thought you know like i saw them on a power wagon on proline's website and i thought it looked really cool because they're kind of an old school looking you know military style tire and so i thought it was you know i was like oh that's a good idea so i mean i i you know it wasn't like some original idea that i did grunts paired with the 46 power wagon but it just ended up being a killer tire like I kind of figured they'd work good. I mean, the diameter, I sort of thought maybe that would sort of hold it back a little bit. And in certain cases with them being a little bit smaller, you know, you just kind of had to pick your lines different. But, oh, my God, did those things get good traction. And they have CI foams in them, but they're just way too firm. And I thought that would be kind of an issue. And it wasn't. Like, that truck just had so much bite and it would just stick to stuff like crazy off camber stuff i mean it it was we got some good video of it but like that thing was absolutely phenomenal dude like it's better than any truck that i've built myself but it's it's almost the exact same setup that i have in my solid axle like older toyota sr5 build but i have you know like an interior and 3d printed grill and a honcho style proline cage on it and so there's a lot of added weight and that truck works really good but driving Travs, i got to see what it would be like without all that and just a real minimalistic body on it you know to just save weight and my god that thing was an animal it was such a great truck i was just beside myself the entire day like just every time we try something i was like dude this thing is so good it's working so well and it photographs really cool too, so I thought that was kind of neat, you know, with the Walker Evans graphics and stuff on it. But it it was such a fun truck to drive. It's full on cheater though, like servo on axle, and I mean, like there's like not a whole lot left that's scalar about it, other than the fact that it still has like the C channel chassis and stuff with our kit on it. But damn, that thing was good. Nice. Yeah, you sent me a video of the of what was it the IFS rig? Yeah, that was my IFS truck with like interior and cage and fuel cell and all this scale shit all over it. Engine compartment. Yeah, that thing works really damn good for having all of that massively top heavy body because that's the one with the Knight Customs engine compartment and stuff too. So I mean, there's a lot of you know a lot of weight up high on that thing that it's overcoming and still doing some pretty phenomenal lines so that that's a really good truck i hope that silences a lot of the critics of ifs on the internet like i feel like that video like it was a pretty gnarly line you know by my standards and it was really technical like i like really technical stuff with like multiple shelves and things and like that was you know i always designed like really technical courses and stuff for our comp like got a lot of lines like what you would see in that video and that's how a lot of our comps were and so i that's the type of stuff i think i get the most enjoyment out of but man that thing did good nice okay david faborg oh okay 
Yeah, I see him online yeah. all the time. I I commented on something with him today. Yep. So I'm I apologize for forgetting, but it's like I knew, but I forgot. So I <laughs> a yeah. Refresher. No, I see that guy on Facebook all the time. That's another person that I wonder if I've actually met and have forgot. Do you know you know Kelly Ernest, don't you? Doesn't he live by you? Doesn't sound familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kelly Ernest, that was another cool dude that I met there. And then um Jason Philo, you know him, don't you? Yep. Yeah, that guy's rad. I don't talk to him as much as I used to, but he's a really cool guy that I remember from there. Yeah, he uh, hits me up every once in a while when he's got um, he's got questions about his build, but I can't release that build, so it's like a oh, secret. Top secret one. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a top secret build that's going to be showing up in a couple days. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's going to be fun. What's his name? Uh, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> God, my mind went straight to inappropriate mode after that. (laughs) There's like so many things I was going to say, and I'm just sitting here silent, like just trying to reel it all back in for a second and act normal. (laughs) I hope that like this weekend when we're doing a lot of video stuff and everything, I hope that we can find like a happy like middle ground to where I can just be myself without worrying about being you know, getting people mad at me for being inappropriate or anything like that. Cause like when Travis and I go places, like for one, we always see super weird shit all the time, whether it's like a car or a person, like it just, it seems like there's always some weird thing that ends up entertaining us and we're cracking up about. So like it's, I'm, it just never fails that we always have some kind of like funny stuff happen driving somewhere. So from now on, I'm like, dude, let's just, you know, do like, instagram live or something like that you know when next time we're going somewhere and doing something and try and capture some of this stuff because i think it might be kind of fun besides just like the same old same old like driving footage you know of rc cars yeah no i get what you're saying like one of the things we saw it just cracked me up this dude took a geo metro and made a pickup truck out of it and the back wall was wood like he made it out of plywood and so it had like this little tiny geo metro bed where the trunk was in the back seat and stuff and i don't know what the deal was with it but he had you know like they call them bows but you know like on boats the aluminum framework that's for boat canopies you know like bimini tops and stuff yeah he had one of those with like trailer marker lights screwed all over to it like folded down in the back like just we could not figure out what was going on with this thing like it was super goofy and then there's a car here on the island that some either the dude's probably like awesome and super funny or he's in that job but there's like a ford probe or something and this dude painted it up like a fighter jet and so it's got like 
like Jolly Roger on it and like all of these like wings and fins glued all over to it that he made out of wood with like two big like fake jet engines on the back and stuff like it's one of the weirdest cars I've ever seen and this dude just mobs it around the island you see the guy it's like okay he's either got a great sense of humor or he's freaking crazy yeah what if he's a really weird what if he's a really weird what did you say he's either really weird or he's very what like good sense of humor or he's crazy or weird you know what if he's a very funny weird person they usually are like all rolled into one yeah they usually are oh man we ran into a really weird situation when we were up filming too so we met at the park and ride by i5 um about 8 30 and then drove up to anacortis to cap sani to the park that we filmed at and there was one dude there crawling and like this guy comes like we're sitting there on the tailgate of my truck and we're um Travis, I, he was like just taking delivery of the truck that I built him, and so he had hadn't like bound his radio to it or anything like that yet. And so I pulled uh, down the tailgate. And we're sitting there working on it, trying to bind the receiver to the radio, and just kind of getting things ready. And this dude comes over, and he's like, "Everything okay over here?" And Travis and I kind of look at him, and we're like, "Yeah, fine, you know." And, and the dude's just right up in our grill, and Travis's like, "Hey, man, you want to like give us a little bit of distance here, like you know?" He goes, "Oh, I I didn't know that you guys do all that." And Trav goes, "Well, you know, to be fair, also we have no idea who you are, and you're just over here right in our face. So you know, if you could back up, please, that'd be cool." And so he's like. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, I was just seeing, you know, what you guys were doing and, you know, if you need me, I'll be over here with the scale truck. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> who the hell is this guy? Like, what is his freaking deal? And so the entire morning he and I are just like going to the most remote spots of the park, trying to stay away from this dude. Cause he was just weirding us out. And like Travis was so sketched out by him that he like runs up and he saw the guy walking towards our truck. Travis like, I'm going to go check on things just in case, you know, cause that guy was pretty sketchy. Like it was just really, really everything about it was just a super weird encounter. Like the dude was just, I don't know if he had a lot of caffeine or what, but he was just very hyper and strange, but there was that. And then two guys showed up that had comp crawlers like MOAs. And, uh, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Cause I, that that's something you just don't see very much of anymore. And so like to be up there and see two dudes with just those, you know, not scalers or anything, just straight up comp crawlers was kind of, kind of cool to see. So there's still evidently some sort of, you know, like underground comp crawling scene up here, I guess. Yeah. Well, like down here, there's a couple guys that still put on stuff down or in this area. Um, it's not as like, I guess you wouldn't say it's not as obviously not as popular as it was. Like that was still a thing when I got into scaling. Oh, like really? you actually like 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 I said when when you were on um uh when you were on uh, what you call it um Quaaludes? RC crawler oh no RC RC crawler not as you know not 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 as fun but um <laughs> you uh you actually like were picking your category like when you actually went in and you said like crawler you had to pick like 
were you looking for comp crawler or scale crawler and then what brand and all that crap so oh you know what tripped me out the other day so we were looking at our um statistics in shopify because that's what hosts our online store and there was a couple referrals that were redirects from rc crawler <laughs> Like people that had visited our store and bought stuff that came from RC Crawler, which I thought was really odd. Interesting. Yeah, like it, and it said right on there is like rccrawler.com. It was like two people that visited the store from a link, I guess somebody posted there. But I just thought I was, I mean, I, I like looking at all the statistics and stuff, anyways, you know, to see like where people are from and stuff like that. And uh, it, so stuff like that I just find interesting when I see it, you know. But a really strange thing Man. is the majority of our sales. What a I know, right? <laughs> the majority of like our sales and stuff aren't from my area. Like we sell very little to local people and like people that we hang out with versus like nationally. It's really weird. You think we'd have like a stronger presence here, you know? Yeah. Okay. What the hell here? Oh. I while you're doing I have a tech tip that I can share. Yeah, don't mind me if I'm, I sound like I'm talking <laughs> to myself. I'm just here fine. Things are working right. Okay. No, so I was trying to do some sort of a scale detail to Trav's power wagon, you know, because I wanted it. I didn't want to just throw a body on it and call it good. So I took the roll bar out of the trail walker body that we had sitting here. And I don't remember who I saw post this tip i i certainly didn't think of it i saw it somewhere and i i want to say it was brad um brad geck but um it he showed how you can section plastic cages and stuff like that and what you do is like i i cut out the section that i you know had measured off that i wanted to remove from this thing to narrow it up to fit a thinner body and what you do is you drill a hole in either side and then you run a grub screw through and you thread the two halves together and you can't even tell like, and it's a super strong joint too, you know, where it comes together. So, um, I wish I could remember where I saw it so I could give like proper credit to the person that posted it, but that was a rad trick and it turned out really, really good. So that was, that was pretty cool. It's my first time messing with something like that. Nice. And I bought a razor saw for stuff like this, you know, like one of those exacto saws. I don't know. Have you used one uh -huh. of those before? Yes. Dude, I must have bought the wrong one or something because this thing can't cut shit. Like it made it maybe a third of the way through that plastic roll cage. And then I ended up having to just cut it with an exacto knife to chop it in half. Like it, I don't know what I'm doing wrong or if I bought the wrong one or the wrong tooth count or whatever. But, like, the teeth only go one way on it, you know, versus, like, a hacksaw or something. And it only cuts on the backward stroke. So as you're pulling the blade back towards you, that's when it cuts. But, man, it's, it's terrible. Like, it just does a really shitty job. So I don't know what this thing's supposed to do, but it doesn't work good. I've only ever really used that on, like, the plastic part tree parts. Like, or, like, when I'm modifying, like, the cage on one of my rigs. And it that thing will burn. That thing will burn through that plastic in two seconds. Really? God. Yeah. I must have bought the wrong one because I know there was a couple different tooth counts you could buy, but like, dude, this thing's just the most useless piece of crap there ever was. 
Huh. I was super disappointed in it. Cause it was kind of spinning. It was like 11 bucks. And the other weird thing too, is it doesn't fit any of the handles that I have here. Cause I thought it just, you know, pops in the little chuck that's at the end of an exacto knife, but it, it doesn't. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I ended up with, but it doesn't work. And I was kind of bummed out about it. Cause I was super excited to get a little more precise with cutting things around here. I think they only come, they only have one. So that's gotta be it. I could be wrong. I'm no master, but I just got the one that says Exacto. It's got a red handle, and it came with two saws. Huh? Because this was just a blade. Not that's all it was. And like on the end of it, it just it, the sheet metal that kind of holds the cutting part of the blade. How it's kind of uh -huh. crimped around it. The end of it is like crimped into a tube shape that's maybe three quarters of an inch, and that's yep. it. So. And that goes into a red handle. At least mine was a whole like. Kit. Weird. I'll so just maybe you did just get right bladed. I don't know. Maybe. I'll just so. buy the whole thing like what you had then, because I, I mean, I know I'm gonna use it, because I mean that's the idea of it's killer and it could be handy as hell. But I just, I don't know what happened with this. So I'll just start over and get the whole setup from scratch then. Okay. Man, we're only at an hour. Yeah. Man, either or what are you saying? We're going fast or we're going slow? Slower than I thought. I figured we were. I don't know. It feels like we've been talking forever. I think it's because we started talking for a good half hour, forty five minutes before we hit record. I know. I wish we could share some of that stuff too. That'd be so great. Hmm. We either make a lot of friends or piss a lot of people off. In today's climate, I'm guessing we would probably be pissing people off. <laughs> if, if I had to guess. Uh, freedom of speech, man. Got to censor ourselves even. It's sad. Yeah. Or just behave yeah, appropriately. No, the That's the other way you can look at it. We're just acting right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the only reason why I sounded confused was because um, I got the new iPhone up and running, and I have it plugged in the computer, and... Um, Fun fact, so the lady at the store today tried to save me some money, so she was trying to find ways to, like, add discounts to my account, and um, I don't know if I got, you know, like, the total, like, sales shark, like, you know, like, talked up this thing, and I'm probably not even saving any money, but, hey, it you know, it made sense to me at the time, so uh, <laughs> I said, all right, let's go with it. Basically, she upgraded my... Um, my my plan because I have two lines on my plan or two phones I have you know mine and Michelle's son on my you know on my account and I was like all right and she goes well if you add another line it makes this phone free and I was like but how much is that going to be and she goes well you'd be paying an additional $30 on top of your bill which you'd be over the 200 mark so if you do this if you do this add a plan You'll actually only be paying one hundred and ninety-one dollars instead of the two hundred and something dollars. So you're actually saving like almost twenty dollars. And I'm going, well, logically it sounds right to me. So I said, all right, let's do it. But I said, well, what do I do with that phone number? Like I'll never use it. And she said, oh yeah, that's that's no, no big deal. Just let it sit there and idle. And I was like, okay. Uh -huh. And I was like, cool. Well, well, I have my I have the new phone plugged into the computer doing the initial first backup because it says like after. 
after you restore it from your other backup, which I did, it says you should back it up to the computer. When I have it plugged in, you know how it gives you all your information about your phone, like the capacity, the serial number. It says the phone number is the random phone number that I picked today instead of my phone number, but I'm still getting text messages on this phone via my regular phone number, so I'm, like, confused, like, what's going on? That is strange. I don't trust so, those people, dude. They're as bad as car salesmen. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, I totally walked out of there, and I'm walking to my truck, and I'm going, did I just, like, get, <laughs> you know, mind effed? Like, I just got, like, my mind just got effed so bad, and I probably <laughs> yep. just signed up for something I didn't even have to sign up for. <laughs> yeah, and then you find out later, and then it's like, oh, well, I committed myself to this for the next 37 years or some shit. Well, it's not – well, that's the other thing too. Michelle kind of got – she kind of said the same thing. She goes, yeah, but you would have been only paying that additional $30 uh, for 30 months, whereas how long are you locked into this contract? I said, well, pretty much I'm locked into this contract until I change the contract. But I think you have to have a minimum – two-year agreement, so I said I have a minimum two years, so I said theoretically if I remember in two years to change my contract, I've I've actually beat the system, but if I forget then they win and I'm paying more money longer. <laughs> yep. So, but, it's so I don't know. have to worry about stuff like that. Well, the other reason why I did it too is because she said the phone you're getting has 5G capabilities, but your plan doesn't. And I'm like, oh, well, well, then I guess it's time to upgrade. Who do you go through? AT&T. Yeah, that's who I have. So, and it's like, that's like another one of those things. It's like a, it's like an axial versus like, you know, element thing when it comes to like phone carriers. Like some people are like big time Apple fans, hate Verizon, I mean, or hate uh, Android, then there's you got the Android versus Apple, then you got AT&T versus Verizon, and you're like it's like there's so many people, it's like I get that all the time from uh, Michelle's dad he's got Verizon, and he gives me crap all the time, oh it's, you, your phone dropped the call because you got that crappy AT&T, and it's like dude, it works just as good as yours, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, and sometimes <laughs> he'll be out in the boonies, and he'll be on the phone with me, and the thing conks out and he blames me, it's my phone <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're out in the middle of BFE and you're calling me and you're telling me it's my phone? That's pretty great. <laughs> Can't so, possibly I'm just be like, mine. Yeah. It's the best ever. No, it's not that. I'm just like, dude, I'm sitting in the middle of like suburbia and you're out in BFE and you're telling me I'm the one with <laughs> connection issues? Right. That's pretty funny. So... But yeah, it, it, well, and then the other thing too is like I, I find it a load of crocs. Some people say it's certain like it's not like it was back in the day. Like I do remember like some of these kids growing up, you know, and I know we're, I'm going to sound like that bitter old fart, but it's like some of these kids are never going to understand the struggles of certain cellular companies. Like I had like I've had pretty much almost all of the name brands minus Verizon at some point. You, so you've like, never had Verizon then? No, I've never had Verizon. I, it's nothing to write home about. So my uh, so my first phone, my parents, you know, obviously they're in construction. Uh, they had Nextel because they wanted the two-way, you know, and that was the only company that had the two-way. Well, then they did the merge with Sprint, 
which was kind of cool because my first phone looked like a construction brick, and dude, my friends used to make fun of me. Like it was a joke because it looked like a construction brick. Like they were like, "Dude, that's your phone." I said, "Dude, I got no choice." Like my parents have Nextel, and I said, "I don't have a job." You know, I'm like 14, 13. I don't have a job. I can't buy my own phone, so I'm stuck. And then they merged with Sprint. And they started getting like nicer phones. So I actually had a halfway decent phone. It was still a flip phone um, because actually flip phones were still cool up until about 2007. Um, and uh, I had a flip phone in high school, my first freshman and sophomore year. Then, so, then I then I said then I started working and I was like, you know what? I want my own. Uh, I want my own independence. So. I took my number – or no, I, I gave my number up to my brother, my youngest brother because he didn't have a phone yet because he was in eighth grade I believe. Um, so he took over my phone and my number and I got a new number and went to um, Metro PCS or as we like to call it, Metro Piece of Shit. Um, because that was all you could afford at the time, and it was garbage. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, it worked only in like the main cities. You head up into the mountains and did it. Like, as soon as you left the main city, it wouldn't work. Um, but it was affordable. It was like 40 bucks a month, and you had unlimited everything: call, text, data, whatever. Um, so that's why it was, you know, affordable. Well, then, um, I don't know if you remember the sidekick phones. Uh yeah, the phone that used to like, the screen would like flip out. Uh huh. So I really wanted one of those, and the only just like how the iPhone was originally an AT and T thing, the the Sidekick was strictly T Mobile. So I said, all right, looks like I'm switching to T Mobile. So I went signed up for T Mobile, um, did all that. And got a sidekick, dude. I thought I had the coolest phone in the world. Anytime you had a text, flip it out, and you're like, have your own little keyboard and everything, like, you know. And that was like the coolest thing at the time. And then, um, then uh, the the sidekick started phasing out, and Blackberries were like huge. Like everybody had a Blackberry. Like you were gonna get a Black. That was like the phone to get. That or a Razor. Yeah. So you get so I had the BlackBerry for like a year or two, and then the iPhone started becoming more affordable because when the first iPhones came out, dude, you had to be like a bajillionaire to own one. Oh yeah. Because they were just like they were just outrageous. You couldn't afford it. Yeah. So, um, I think I got I think my first iPhone was the iPhone three, because by then it was beca- it became more accessible for your average consumer. And then I think by the time the iPhone 5 or 6 came out, all the other carriers started using it. They broke off their contract with AT&T, and then you could get it with everything else. But anyways, I switched over to AT&T to get the BlackBerry, and then I got an iPhone, and that's where I'm at. Nothing wrong with that. And that's my life story, (laughs) And and I'm sticking to it. I had a BlackBerry for a while. I remember those things. I had the red one. Or that, like, it was like a reddish, yeah, it was like a maroon red color, and it had the, like, clear light-up center ball, the scroll ball. Oh, yep. Yeah, then they went to a pad, like, the next model or something. Yep. Yeah, those were kind of crazy. Like, that was, I don't know, that was hot shit back in the day. That was. It was like having a computer in your pocket. Yeah, 
And then now it's like, my God, like everything's so much better. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Like I'm staring at this iPhone 11. It's a little bit bigger than my iPhone 8, but it's like, it's it, like some like the some of the stuff that this stuff's doing, and like you're just like whoa. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's kind of nice. Like I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, dude, I never would have imagined that like you could go camping and watch like Netflix on your phone. You know what I mean? Like a TV in a car was like such a crazy thing. You know, towards like mid to late nineties, and like now it's just technology is just absolutely unreal. Oh yeah, tell me about it. It's weird how when you think about it though, and this is kind of like a strange conversation. We don't need to get into it, but it's really weird how long humans have been on this planet, but all of our like crazy technological advances have been, you know, like the last fifty years. No, I get what you're saying. It's like, what the hell did we do before then? Like, <laughs> why weren't we inventing more stuff? I mean, just thousands of years of, like, nothing, and then all of a sudden, you know, in a short span of time, we've got just the most insane stuff ever. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. I mean, like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's kind of weird. It's like, it's like even, like, if you look at, like, clearly, like, we were talking about the advances of cell phones, okay? I've only had a cell phone since I was... 12 13 so that's like that's like 18 oh okay it's about 20 years now right mm -hmm. and in 20 years the cell phone um the cell phone like capabilities have changed that much yeah well and then the sizes too like at first they start out huge and then like with motorola they were on some mission to make the smallest thing possible and they had like the little whatever razor flip phone micro thingy yep. so there was that and then you know that was like the cool thing to have is like the tiny little cell phone and then it kind of fast forward and then it was like you know these big like xl like borderline tablet sized phones and then now it's like all kind of scaled back to like a happy medium again well you want to know what's funny is they're still kind of going big because this screen is a little bit bigger than my other one, but it's not like the giant giant. So like, I'm still like happy with it because I'm not a big phone person, but it's funny. All my friends that are over the age of like 50 all have to have like the galaxy ginormous XL note 25. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like what? Like, do you, why do you need a phone that big? Well, cause I can't see what's on the thing. And you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I will say this, like getting older, it is nicer having a semi large phone, but like texting is a lot easier for me. Cause I don't know how people sit there and text with like both thumbs, like haul ass. And with me, it's just, you know, letter by letter and stuff, but it definitely is easier. And I don't misspell as much having a bigger phone, but I think that's okay. par partly just me. This conversation just sparked an idea and I'm like scared to say it because I wonder if a company will come out with it or your phone's listening to the idea and you're going to see all kinds of ads for it on Facebook now eh, not really um, I'm waiting for the technology I mean it's close to being there if I'm not wrong watch there be a like semi universal ish remote by like some company, whether it's um, 
Futaba, Spectrum, FlySky, and you dock your phone into it, and your screen now becomes like the scroll pad, so you can actually see and set up all your stuff without having to like scroll through that little tiny screen on the remote. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and watch, someone's going to snake that, and I'm going to lose out <laughs> on millions of dollars. That is a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it, okay? The the drones, you can put your phone as the, is the screen. Yeah, that's true. So why can't you do that with a surface radio? I don't see why not. Like, the closest to that was that Traxxas setup, but, I mean, that was... You know, like you. Well, I not thought very the useful. closest was. Was it the Traxxas? I thought there was a Spectrum one that came out, some trick thing, or was it Futaba? Something came out, because I remember Fam had one, and you could play. Um, oh, DX, movies. Spectrum DX6. Yeah, it runs on Android software. Yeah, you could, like, play movies and stuff off of it. I don't. I'm not sure if that's still available or not. Probably is. It was super yeah, expensive, that's... but yeah, I remember seeing Fam with that, too. That was a first time i'd seen one of those radios yeah that thing was pretty rad which that's cool if you're like a racer guy and you're at the track and you know you're like there all day waiting for races and stuff i mean that's kind of awesome to have something like that but then again you kind of have your phone for it too yeah i don't know i don't know if that was just kind of a gimmick that we're gonna see go away or if they're gonna continue that on with all their high-end radios still cool idea though dude i'm trying to find it now i don't think it i don't think it's the dx6 it's what the hell is it um i'm gonna look too yeah you got me on the hunt now because surface radios because what's weird is Oh, well, there's the 6r maybe that is what it is because when i looked up yeah it is it's a 6r Okay. Like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, this one has around? that. I don't know. This one has, uh, yeah, it says it's Android, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. So I'm not but seeing it on a main anymore. Where to buy? Find a retailer. Find me a retailer. I only see the five channels no. now. Nope, they don't. I don't even think they sell it anymore. They probably didn't sell that many, to be honest. No, it was really expensive, and while that is a cool feature, it's kind of pointless if you have a telephone. Cell phone, telephone. Who the hell says telephone anymore? It's weird. Chew. Yeah, you know, I need to buy a new radio because I, I have, I've been a Spectrum guy for like ever, and like I'm, I have a really old Spectrum radio still, and. Like it's, Are you still running on crystals? No, not that old. It's a like I have a DX3R Pro, and it's an old radio. And like the scroll button starting to fail on it, which was like a pretty common thing with a lot of Spectrum radios back then when it had the kind of long like thumb wheel that you could roll and then press also for selecting stuff. So that's starting to give up the ghost. But like primarily, I just like kind of keep using this radio because it's like a funny conversation piece because people like you know laugh about it and stuff because it's such a dinosaur but i need to pick a new radio but dude like that's a huge decision 
you know, and when you have as many cars as you, as we do, you know, like for work and stuff, I mean, like you start replacing receivers in every single car and it adds up to be a lot of damn money. So I, I'm really kind of on the fence as to what radio I even buy from now on. Like, you know, like what I'm going to switch to. Well, so basically like what I did was, so my DX three was a DX three or DX four C one of them one of my DXs I can't remember which one it is I popped the steering wheel spring twice in it and I was over it um, so I said I'm gonna get a new one so I got the DX five which I actually really like I still have my DX four R Pro my biggest gripe about that is because it's the Pro series or the R series. I can't remember which one makes it what it is. I think it's the Pro. It's got that drop down steering, so it's got like an extra step down. Why? I have no idea. And you can't one hand it because it puts it way out of your reach. Oh. So yeah. so I was like, you know, but I mean at the time I thought it was like, you know, because I kind of did. I went for the most expensive radio they had at our hobby shop. And that was it at the time. So I was like, I don't want that one. So, um, yeah, I uh, went with that. But uh, I haven't really used that a lot because all my rigs now, I put it on the DX5. And the cool thing about the DX5 is all these new uh, receivers don't need a bind plug. It's a button now. So there's no, like, going, oh, shoot, where did that bind plug go to? Right. That's so nice. So it's pretty cool, but like what I've also found out is like you can find pretty good deals on receivers from Spectrum on Amazon. Oh yeah, I bet I never. I order a lot that. of my, I order a lot of my receivers from Amazon. So many people locally, especially in the racing scene and stuff, are like, "Oh, don't buy a Spectrum. Your whole racing experience will change when you switch from Spectrum to a real radio." Like they just have gotten this like really bad rap in our local scene up here and i'm not really sure why but then again i've also never tried anything else you know to see but like right now i'm looking at futabas and stuff on a main and like god damn <laughs> there's some spendy ones out there their baller one is like 700 dollars yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've always been pretty happy. I mean, Spectrum was the first radio I ever got. I think my first one was a Spectrum DX2 or something like that. Yeah, I think ours were the DX3Cs that had like the little tiny screen on the side of it. Yep. Like 110 bucks or something back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that those were our first experiences with the thumb wheel failing. So, I mean, like like I said, I was always been pretty, you know, like I said, I've been pretty, um, you, you know, happy with it. Like, I've never really had any issues. So, I, you know, I just stayed with it. I mean, I'm not, it's like that saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I get it. There's some people that don't like it, but it's, you know, yeah, never, yeah. Done, never done me dirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's super interesting. I don't know. That's going to be a, who knows? I don't know what to do about that. We'll see. Check our time here. Oh, we're right at about an hour and a half. Good. We BS for an extra half hour. <laughs> about all kinds of random stuff. <laughs> right on.
Well, you got anything else? No, that's about it. Um, I got a bunch of work to do, so I get to do that when I get off of here. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's pretty much it. I've, you know, yeah. playing with my new phone. <laughs> right on. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging out, and we will see you next time. See you next week, guys.